Welcome to the Plan B CRNA podcast. I'm your host, Bobby Jones, and I'm so excited that you're here. The Plan B CRNA podcast is the only show made specifically for nurse anesthetists who are exploring options outside of their traditional career paths. This is the place to expand your mind and your goals as we uncover new ways to produce side income together. The mindset that we bring to any situation plays a key part in overcoming challenges and really enjoying our unique paths in life. On Thoughtful Thursdays, I like to explore emotional topics that are relevant to CRNAs and other providers. I think of this as my therapy, and I hope you learn some tips and tricks that you can use along your own journey. This episode is brought to you by OnCall Capital. OnCall Capital is dedicated to educating CRNAs and other healthcare providers about investing outside of the traditional stock market. OnCall Capital also provides opportunities for you, yes you, to create passive income and generational wealth while also lowering your taxable income through investments in the apartment and alternative investment spaces. If you haven't hit subscribe yet, make sure you do that right now so that you don't miss an episode. Thanks so much for joining me today, and now on with the show. Welcome to Thoughtful Thursdays on the Plan B CRNA podcast. I'm your host, Bobby Jones, and I hope that everyone had a great Nurses Week slash Hospital Week slash whatever you want to call it. As always, though, I'd like to start this show off with a quote that gets me thinking. Okay, it's not really a quote. So much is just a paraphrasing of a popular tweet. It goes like this. The hospital administration says, we'd like to promote mental health in the workplace. The physicians, nurses, therapists, and other staff respond, great. How about hiring more people so we can have safe patient ratios, a healthcare system that prioritizes public health over corporate profits, and increasing our pay to market rates so that we can keep up with the spiraling cost of living so we're not so stressed out? The hospital administration replies with, oh, no, 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 not, not like that. We meant you should try some yoga. Of course, I don't mean to just pick on hospital administrators here, many of whom are middlemen themselves caught between a rock and a hard place. But the idea that the complicity of healthcare workers can be bought with pizza parties is ridiculous on the face, if not somewhat effective in the end. For those of us who've been in healthcare for a decade or more, you've likely seen changes in your environment. The move from true patient care models to business models has been slow with the pendulum steadily moving toward profits for executives and exploitation of workers. Healthcare isn't the only industry to be affected, though. It's just one of the last ones. I saw this firsthand at the institutions where I worked. The first CEO I worked under held a balance between patient care and profit. He had worked his entire career for this hospital, rising up the ranks and having a feel for the community overall. The CEO who followed him was more of a numbers guy. And that has led to the dramatic swing towards profits that we've seen locally. That's not to say that the quality of care hasn't remained high, but it's been at the expense of the health and wellness of providers as staffing ratios continue to get worse and administration continues to expand. In fact, across the country, the amount of administrative workers in hospitals has increased dramatically without a subsequent increase in frontline providers. This has led to administrators being even more out of touch with providers. This shift, along with the pandemic, of course, is a major reason why burnout among workers is at an all-time high. Nearly 20% of healthcare workers have left their profession entirely in the last two years, leaving those who are sticking it out in an ever more stressed and overworked environment. The pandemic has shined a light on something that was evident in the years beforehand, though. And I know many of you are probably thinking, no shit, Sherlock. And I know, I know, I'm preaching to the choir here. 
There's an important distinction to make, though, and it requires using a term that's often left out of the conversation. That term is moral injury, and I only recently heard it from a guest that I had on the show. Moral injury is often mischaracterized. We've all heard the metaphor about physicians and nurses being on the front lines of healthcare, comparing the experience to that of soldiers in battle. Well, moral injury is often misdiagnosed as PTSD in soldiers, just as it is misdiagnosed as burnout in healthcare providers. So what is moral injury exactly? Well, it was first used to describe soldiers' responses to wartime activity. Soldiers who acted were witness to or failed to prevent acts that transgressed deeply held moral beliefs and expectations were said to suffer from moral injury. Men and women come back from war having seen horrible things, and those are often in direct conflict with the ideals that they hold dear. Translating this into healthcare, most of us enter into healthcare because we have a desire to help others. We disregard our own health at times, losing sleep and missing breaks and meals in an effort to provide the best care that we can. The moral injury of healthcare is that those efforts are often in direct conflict with the increasingly business-oriented and profit-driven healthcare environment. We simply are unable to provide care and healing that puts our patients' best interests front and center because we have to consider a multitude of factors like finances, productivity, electronic medical records, insurance, and time management. I can't tell you how many times I've felt rushed in the assessment of a patient in order to keep turnover times low and profits high, and I know that I'm not alone there. All of those factors distract from direct patient encounters, fragmenting care and making us feel more like a cog in a wheel than a difference maker for patients. Hearing this term for the first time was a bit of an epiphany for me. I realized that what I often thought of as burnout was actually moral injury. Finding an ethical path among such competing drivers is exhausting on so many emotional and moral levels. I mean, hospitals are trying to make a profit off of people who come to them for help at their most sickly and vulnerable. And we providers are the machinery that keeps that profit wheel turning. Coupled with the pandemic, more and more providers are experiencing the pain of not being able to deliver the care that patients need. I felt the push for productivity all the time at nearly every part of the patient care experience, from turnover times to using new equipment that was lower quality to the encouragement of using cheaper medication options. This is the equivalent of a death by a thousand cuts, and that leads to the moral injury of healthcare over years and years. Burnout can result from being overworked and underpaid, but moral injury is bigger than that because it's asking providers to consistently do things that are against their moral compass. Healthcare systems and hospitals are trying to combat this with wellness programs and corporate wellness officers, switching to team-based care, creating flexible schedules and cognitive behavioral therapy and resilience training. These are all well and good, and they can help to fix burnout in general, but we're not dealing with just burnout, are we? These solutions don't get at the heart of the problem, that these support systems are set up to deal with more extreme circumstances, but this emotional distress that we have results from the everyday operation of many of our nation's major medical centers, not just one-off events. None of these solutions actually change the institutional routines that inflict these moral injuries. So how do you fix problems that seem so systemic? Well, you need courageous leaders who recognize, confront, and minimize the competing demands that lead to moral injury. 
providers must be given the authority and resources to make rational, evidence-based decisions on behalf of their patients' needs instead of kowtowing to profit demands. Thoughtful, compassionate care is best for patients, and it's good for business. It's not just up to providers, though. Patients have to stand up, too, and demand what is best for their own care from hospitals and insurers. Business entities cannot be allowed to continually override the needs of patients and providers. Aspiring to be patient-driven instead of profit-driven will ultimately create a much better environment for improving community health overall. Well, that's what I've got for you today, guys. If you enjoyed what you heard, make sure you hit subscribe and leave a review. I'd love to hear what you thought of the show today. And if you're interested in passive income opportunities with tax advantage real estate, visit my website at www.oncallinvestments.com or reach out to me on Facebook, LinkedIn, or Instagram. Until next time, be safe and take care of each other out there. Thank you so much for joining me for another episode of the Plan B CRNA podcast. If you haven't already subscribed and reviewed the show, I'd be honored if you took the extra time. It really helps to expand our reach and get the word out about the show. If you're a CRNA who is interested in sharing your story on our podcast, I'd love to have you. Please email me at bobby at oncallinvestments.com for more information. This episode was brought to you by On Call Capital. They are dedicated to helping providers like you develop passive income and generational wealth through investments in the apartment and alternative investment spaces. Feel free to check out their website at www.oncallinvestments.com and subscribe to their free educational email series. You can find On Call Capital on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. You can also check out our YouTube page where you'll find all of the show episodes along with other educational videos. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you on the next episode.